Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Earners, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy to use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex, simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k, and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, the real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. 
I used it. You should go over here and start using it now. The time has come, ladies and gentlemen. InvestFest, that's right. That's right. InvestFest 2023 is here. August 25th, 26th, and 27th in Atlanta, Georgia. We are taking it to a new level. Bigger than ever. This year, we're going to do 20,000 people in Atlanta, Georgia. I want you to do yourself a favor. Head over to investfest.com right now. We will have activations from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three days, musical performances, billionaires. Everything is gonna be a completely life-changing experience. Vendor Marketplace, Food Truck Village, you know how we do. Don't wait, don't hesitate, head over now. We opened our brick and mortar in 2018. Yeah. And that's when we partnered with Matt Barnes. The story goes that the basketball players were on a group chat talking about sending flowers. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. So they had a group Company. chat. They were talking about flowers and how much they spend on flowers. And one of the guys in the group chat is one of my closest friends. And he was like, yo, my girl just opened a flower mm. shop. You know, y'all got to tap in. So when he told, you know, the group chat to tap into our company, it peaked something in Matt, who was interested in um, investing at the time. He's like, I'm going to invest. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. All right, guys, welcome back, EYL. Um, this is actually going to be an episode and a conversation that we've never had before, which is very, very exciting. Yeah. Um, we got introduced through a good friend of ours, Joy Taylor. Alumni. Shout out to Joy Taylor. Shout out to Joy. She's an alumni and she just got a new show. So Shout out to her. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Speak. Speak. Huh? I think that's the name Speak. of the show. Speak. That's the name of the show? Yeah, yeah. Speak. Dope, dope. So Atika Old Wine Grimble. And her husband, Brian Grimble. Um, so we got introduced to Atika first. And uh, Joy was telling me, she was like, I got somebody that you, you got to meet. Da -da -da. She has to be on your show. I'm like, all right, whatever you say. Let us eat this dinner first. So, <laughs> so she she introduced us. And he's like, yeah, I got a, a black-owned um, floral company. And we sell flowers. So I'm yeah. like, all right, well, let's, let's set it up. <laughs> it was pretty easy, right? It was very easy. Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this, am I going to show somebody's hair? <laughs> um, but not nah, because, you know, it's one of these things where I never even thought about that before. Of course, everybody has, you know, purchased roses at one point in time, whether it's for Valentine's Day, whether it's an anniversary, whether you did something very toxic. <laughs> Get Don't back get on those. good grace. <laughs> um, so, you know, everybody has done the, the flower thing. Not only roses, there's tulips, there's daisies, yes. no assortment. Mm -hmm. um, God, this flowers. I am impressed. You must <laughs> buy flowers. <for> you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get in your business. He's, 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 he's shopping a lot. <laughs> earn, your, earn your love. Coming That's soon. So fat. <laughs> um, but I never, I never really thought about it being a business un until I was introduced to you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, obviously it is a business. Mm -hmm. So. People are making money from it. But there's a lot of different things that go into it, from picking the flowers, from the gardening aspect of it, to managing it, delivery. So this is an interesting conversation. And it's always good to have conversations with a couple. Thank you. Husband and wife dynamic. Very Shout out to that dynamic. Very important. <laughs> Welcome to the club. I'm sure you've been part of it for a while. Thank you. Members only. <laughs> it's very important that we highlight uh, black love 
Um, but especially when it's in a business format, because yeah. it's important and it's not easy, no. I'm sure. Um, but that's a whole different dynamic within yeah. itself. So first and foremost, welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. This is going to be legendary. Not only is it the first time we've ever spoken about the floral business, <laughs> but I know there's a fragrance business too. There is a fragrance. So there's, there's two businesses inside of this yes. that we have never spoken about. And so yes. there's going to be a lot of information. I got a lot of questions because I'm like, damn, it's, fragrance. Okay. Flo it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get into it. We're going to open the minds to the people today. So before we get into that, I want to get into the backstory a little bit. You used to work for Oprah. I used to work for Oprah Winfrey. Very legendary. The, the Oprah. Person. The Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you picked up a lot of game. How did that come about and what did, what were your responsibilities in her organization? So it's it came about, honestly, just the power of the word, right? So when I was in college, I told my girlfriends, I'm going to work for Oprah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and I moved to um, Chicago. I went to University of Chicago for grad school. So it's after UCLA. And this was back in the day. I'm 42 years old. So just put that out there. I'm about to just, tell putting you guys. That, just putting it there. Just <laughs> so <laughs> I was in Chicago. I wanted to work for Oprah. And I was like, oh, well, I'll get an internship. I'm a college student. I'll get an internship. And I literally like printed out the application wrote, you know, who I was, mailed it in and waited at home because I didn't have a cell phone. And they called me and invited me to come in and interview. And then by the time I got home, they had left a voicemail and they hired me as an intern. And at that time, I always say there was Oprah before the car show, before, I'm sorry, Tom Cruise jumped on the couch and after Tom Cruise jumped on the couch. <laughs> Legendary moment. It changed everything. It changed nothing, everything. Nothing right? was the same. Nothing, it, no, it's, it is a true story. And the car show was also one of those moments. And I believe... Oh, you get a car, you get a car? You get a car, you get a car. Okay, Both okay. of those shows happened like within a couple months span. So I was an intern pre-Tom jumping on the couch and the car show. And so it was a production company, kind of like this, right? A little bigger. She had a studio that um, was like a warehouse size. And there were like two or three interns and I was one of them and we never worked at the same time. So I got to see everything that happened at this like amazing um, television show. And then they hired me to come on and produce the audience, which was really cool because the audience is like makes the show. Right. When you have a studio audience like the Oprah show had, they're so excited. They're crying. They're like, we love you. I mean, that was part of her shtick, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so that allowed me to kind of understand more operations. But what I do love about work or having that experience of working with the Oprah show is that it was all women. There were probably like five men that worked there that were not um, on the technical side. So there were cameramen and things like that because they were carrying the heavy camera. So they're, you know, um, but as far as producers, executives, marketers, PR, it was all women. And it felt really, really good to work in a space with women that are just excelling. So. Did, did you actually meet her? Like y'all actually had conversations? Yes, Oprah knows my name. Oh, <laughs> this is another first. <laughs> no, no, no. Who? We had a bunch of people that Oprah knows their name. <laughs> Steve Harvey. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> little old me. Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. So, so but at some point you transitioned back to LA. Yes. Where are you from originally? I'm from the Bay Area. I'm from Oakland. 
I'm not from Oakland. It's so funny. I just heard a joke about people from the Bay who say they're from the Bay because they don't want to tell the city that they're actually from. <laughs> it's true. I'm like, I just did it. I'm from the East Bay. I'm from a city called Richmond. Oh, yeah. Richmond, Richmond California. You know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Master P. Yeah. Coach Carter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real. It was real. It's real in Richmond. So It's real in Richmond. It's gotten a little... You know, gentrification kind of has happened, so things have changed a bit. But when I was there, it was very Coach Carter. And then, shout out to Coach Carter. <laughs> Legendary right. movie. So then you moved back to L.A. I moved back to L.A. So when I left, when the Oprah show ended um, in 2011, I left Chicago 2012, I moved to L.A. When I moved to L.A., I was coming from a marketing position at the Oprah show. So I kind of transitioned and went into different departments, which I really liked having that experience because I didn't have to leave the company. I could go into different departments and learn. And so when I got to LA, I wanted to be a marketer. And so I joined the marketing team at AEG. So AEG is Anschutz Entertainment Group. They own LA Live, Clippers, Lakers, Sparks play there, BET Awards, MTV. And so I did all the marketing for all of the events, but specifically at the theater, a lot of red carpets. So it gave me like this bird's eye view into like digital marketing. So we did a lot of digital marketing and I hadn't had that experience yet. And marketing, I feel like was just kind of starting. Like now everybody is like marketing, you can get marketing university or major in marketing or something like that, right? And that's, um, that wasn't really happening when I was coming up. So it was a really good opportunity to learn marketing. When did when did you guys meet? Yeah, that, let's go there. <laughs> we met, um, we actually have mutual friends from Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I have a best friend and a best girlfriend who have been together since college. We all went to college together. And they went to Chicago when they left um, Xavier University in New Orleans. And in Chicago, I think was part of their friend group. When I worked for Oprah. And so when I visited Chicago, we all hung out. Yeah. But we met and we weren't in a space to date. No. So we met, then life happened, and then we reconnected like maybe eight years later. About the about eight or nine eight years later. Yeah. I was too turned up. He was he was turned up. But he was you know, we were in relationships. It just didn't work out. I have not paid my taxes. <laughs> 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 he was definitely too turned up. I was like, uh, you got to bring it down, bro. Then we reconnected in 2016. 2016. But he had been like popping in and out of my DMs. But <laughs> so once we started Randomly. talking, Randomly. I was looking through like my Facebook messages and I had like a hello from him a few times, you know, like hi, Will. hello, every like Yo, seven months. These things. <laughs> these things into existence. Hey, but hey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They got ignored, hey, so don't head. do that, guys. <laughs> well, it, it worked out in the end. So, so you, you get to L.A., mm -hmm. right? Obviously, the Oprah show ends. Harpo yeah. Series is still existing, but the Oprah show ends. Mm -hmm. What gets you inspired to get into the floral space? Because I know, like, 2017, this, this baby comes to life. I know you, you, you guys are probably, like, at this point now dating, but yeah. you're about to become an entrepreneur in a different sense. So, like, what sparked that? So, when I... Before I started working in flowers, in between my floral career and working at AEG, I became a marketer and I had my own marketing company, right? So I had little clients. Um, and one of my clients was the in-house florist at the Four Seasons on Doheny. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I can market you, your floral company, sure. <laughs> in my head, I could market anything, right? So I can market this floral company. 
But in real life, I didn't know the first thing about floral design, floral companies, the business, anything. So I walk into this space um, in the basement of um, the Four Seasons and I see this wonderful workshop. I mean, these floral designers were creating, you know, when you go into the lobby and you see all the big like Casablanca lily arrangements, hydrangea arrangements, they were designing and they were getting along and laughing. And it was just such a great feeling. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, I've never thought about how the flowers actually landed in the vases in this beautiful way. (laughs) And I fell in love with the industry while I was while I was working as to market it, market this company. So let's get into this conversation. All right. So what's the first steps to start the floral business? And did you have a brick and mortar right away or no. what, 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 when you say, okay, I want to start, I want to start a business. Mm-hmm. What, what's the first steps that you took? Well, one of the first steps I took was that I left, the company was called Eric Buterbaugh. I left Eric Buterbaugh's and I started looking for a job, a job. And my husband said, wait, wait, real quick. Let's talk about this. He's like, how much revenue did this company make a month. And outside, I spent a lot of time there. He so spent I, when we were dating. And it wasn't like a little flower shop. They were doing like, like y- you name it. Um, flower walls, like all the things, mm-hmm. even before like the biggest Instagram. of the big A-list yeah. celebrities. And I, I just knew it was lucrative. Because mm-hmm. flowers also keep in mind, you can buy them for a fifth of what you can sell them for. Yeah. And, and, and when she left to the company and she was looking, doing resumes, I really don't, don't believe in working for anybody. Like I've been a trader since, since I was 21 years old. And she said the guy was doing like 5 million a year in revenue. And that's when we, I was like, you know, we should open a flower shop. And I, I felt like all of the clients knew Itika cause he was kind of the owner and was no, he wasn't that visual anymore. And she didn't want to go after his clients and go that route, but she did agree to, to try it. Yeah. So what I did know was everything that it took to run a, run a flower shop. So I knew where to buy the flowers from, who the wholesalers were, where to get the vases from. I knew the talented designers. I knew the drivers. So I knew all of the moving parts. And then all I had to do literally was send a few texts, call a few people. And literally, we started our flower business in the kitchen of our apartment. And it was like scrappy, like there would be buckets and scissors and pedals. And I got a website, we built a website for, you know, a nominal price, you know, whatever. And I just started using my, you know, marketing skills, sending out email blasts, creating a social media page. And I had to hire designers because I didn't know how to design at the time. I'm self-taught, my husband self-taught, he learned how to design. And you just, once you realize the access is it's there, right? So we lived two blocks from the flower mart. So I could walk to the flower mart and buy a bunch of roses. I could then buy a vase, put water in the vase, make the roses pretty inside of the vase and deliver it and make, what do you pay for a bunch of roses? A dozen nice roses. Uh, 150. There you go. So, <laughs> and then do that like 10 times a day. <laughs> so you said something, all right. So let's get back to this. You said something, Brian. You said that you buy roses or flowers for like a fifth of the price that you sell them for. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I just thought about bottles in a club. Because whenever I go to a club, I always think about like Same they're selling these <laughs> bottles Same concept. for four hundred dollars. Yeah. And they're getting them for like twenty five dollars. Yeah. Um. So when you're buying flowers, you buy them wholesale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yes. Where do you buy wholesale flowers from? So we literally live two blocks away from the largest flower mart in the country. It's flower mart. Flower mart. So that's like a just southern, a southern. It's a huge warehouse of nothing yeah, but maybe flowers. Four blocks. Yeah. Each way, mm-hmm. all way. flowers. This is like a Home Depot, but nothing but flowers. Nothing exactly. but flowers. And it's imagine like 10 Home Depots. Yeah. 10. Because it's an entire district. You said four it, blocks. It's, yeah. a, it's the flower yeah. district. And they're coming from around the world every single day. Into LAX. Japan, like every single morning. Holland, 2 o'clock in the morning. New Zealand, Thailand. Flowers coming from everywhere, every day. So it's just, it's literally like a few Home Depots full of flowers. So, Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> and so you're going there. How often are you going to the flower mart? And then how expensive is it? I mean, you're buying it at wholesale, so mm-hmm. obviously the price is going to be cheaper. How do you even know which ones to buy, right? Obviously, roses are popular, but are you doing, like, analytics to see what people are buying? So what I realized while I was working at the original flower shop was that there's a lot of spoilage, right? You can oh, you can buy too much. And then once flowers aren't fresh, mm-hmm. you can't send them out. You'll get a bad reputation. People want their money back. So you have to throw them away. So he was doing a lot of that. He was throwing away a lot of flowers. Like I couldn't afford to do that. So I still to this day, and we've been in business since 2017, I take in my orders the night before or before 9am the same day. And then we do the buy. So then we go and buy. So if we've sold five tulip arrangements, then we have to go buy tulips. If we sold arrangements that include peonies and roses, we have to go buy those. So for the most part, we buy everything that we need the same day. And that's kind of built into our operation because you will just, you'll lose money. So that makes sense. So you don't, you don't, you don't buy until you have an order. Don't buy until I have an order. And all of these, are you shipping flowers or or, are they picking them up in the store? Hand deliver. Hand delivered. Very rarely do we pick up. Unfortunately, downtown LA is not the best pedestrian area. It's a little sketchy. <laughs> and so we're... You know, you know, he almost got killed in, in downtown LA. He always tells us. I didn't almost... It's not... The, the story is this. <laughs> we were trying to get into our Airbnb. We kept driving through these vacant lots. Mm. We went down an alleyway. It wasn't even, we weren't even supposed to drive there. There might have been some people that were in there who might have thought we were coming to look for them. Mm. So when we got out the car to try to open the lock, his back is turned. I'm watching two people approach me. I'm like, yo, Shadi. He's like, yo, keep an eye on them. I'm like, what else can I do? They're walking right toward me. He turns his back. A a young man walks up. He asks me where, where, where I'm from. You know, like that's in my city, that's question number one. Like that, <laughs> that's rules. And then he shows me a gun and I'm like, no, bro, like, like we here to just get an Airbnb. And he was like, oh, all right. And he kind of moves. And then two minutes later, Shadi comes back and like, yo, what do you want? I'm like, yo, what, yo, you see <laughs> what did he want? <laughs> it almost happened. Yeah. So that's, that's the true story. That happened in downtown LA. I was in Koreatown. Yeah, yeah. Last time we was in, we haven't been to Koreatown. That's the last time we stayed down there. It's been West Hollywood yeah, ever since then, Father. LA, LA is very active right yeah. now. Yeah. Active is a good word. Safety, safety first. It's all right. So we should have like a segment for the <laughs> conversation. So, all right. So, all right. So that makes sense. So you're getting the flowers and you're hand delivering them, right? Hand deliver. And that's delivery. We charge a delivery fee. It's the same that, you know, the just service charges us. So that's what it costs to get something hand delivered. And we deliver everywhere. We deliver from Calabasas to, you know, Newport. Hawthorne, Newport Beach. Um, 
So, so what's the delivery service look like? Are you outsourcing that, or is that something that you have? Like, you have a van, you have these people. Or is it like you're outsourcing it to just freelance delivery people? So we outsource it. The reason why is flowers are so precious. So you really need someone that cares about the delivery. They care about making sure that the flowers are going to get to the person. They're going to look exactly like they looked when they left the shop. And there are about three services that are very good at that. And so we use those services. So you, you're designing for a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing it out of the house or is it now like a studio? Because okay. these, these Fast forward, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming like <laughs> some of these orders are huge, right? If we're yeah. putting it inside a hotel, that's going to yeah. be tough for me to do in my living. Yes. Yeah. So we have, we have expanded. So we have built a business that we now have our clients are Carolina Herrera, Valentino, Issa Rae, Vanessa Anderson, Issa Rae's publicist orders from us all the time, Beyonce and Jay-Z, Amazon, Netflix, Facebook, and all of these people on any given day need flowers. Sometimes it's for a wedding, other times it's for um, a store opening. And so we opened our brick and mortar in 2018. Yeah. And that's when we partnered with Matt Barnes and he shout was looking, shout out to Matt Barnes. He was looking to invest in small businesses, specifically black businesses. And um, the story goes that the basketball players were on a group chat talking about sending flowers. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it only makes sense. Yeah. And it only makes sense. <laughs> and also Los Angeles is, it's, you know, it's like New York. It's uniquely festive. Yeah. You know, we have the award seasons, the glow Emmys, the, the the Oscars, the Golden Globes. We got, you know, in the summertime, you got the BETs. We have hotels and weddings. So it's a very, you know, flowers are very important in L.A., mm-hmm. like on an everyday basis almost. Yeah. Because it's such a, you know, they celebrate and there's so many, you know, things. A lot of gifting, a lot of client yeah. gifts, a lot of you know, Instagram content needed. So we are, you know, happy to to do it. So but. they had a group chat and they and somebody suggested you as a flower. Yeah, so they had a group company. chat. They were talking about flowers and how much they spend on flowers. And one of the guys in the group chat is one of my closest friends. He's from um, Oakland and played for UCLA. His name is Ray. And he was like, yo, my girl just opened a flower mm. shop. You know, y'all got to tap in. And... This is shout out to Ray Young. And, I was gonna say, is it Ray Young? Yeah, Ray yeah. Young, high school player of the year. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. we were. I was at. I was in UCLA. Coach Carter when okay. he was high school player of the year. <laughs> we actually played his team, and it was very memorable because there definitely was a brawl with parents involved, and yeah. we live up to our name in the Bay Area. Flowers were sent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so when he told you know the group chat to tap into our company at Peak Something, and Matt, who was interested in um, investing at the time, and um, you know I I knew Matt very loosely via Ray. But he wanted to find out more about the industry, more about the business, meet my husband. We weren't we weren't dating at the time. We weren't married. And we met and he was like, what do you need to grow your business? And I was like, I need a spot. I need a brick and mortar. I can't keep making these flowers out of the kitchen. It's driving my husband crazy. And we just don't have the capacity. We need a cooler. We need places to put vases. We need garbage. You know, it's just everything. And so he said, OK. He's like, I'm going to invest. And it's been a great, great partnership. When, when did you, uh, did you study design? Like, how did you get the design skills? Because some of these, like, floral plans are just 
immaculate. And I'm wondering, where's the brainchild behind that? So did you study design? I did not. And honestly, I never thought I was that like artistic. I always just kind of like, I'm not one of those people who like can see a painting and know what it's saying. It's not speaking to me. I'm not that like I'm just not. I'm just like, I don't, okay. It's, you know, you have to tell me. So it just started out of necessity. So when you're a small business and you need to hire florists, right? Floral designers are so talented, but it is such a specific skill. And there are not a lot of people that have that skill, to be quite honest. Um, and so I would try to hire florists. I couldn't afford florists sometimes or florists weren't available. And so it became just out of necessity. We have an order. Nobody can come and do it. We have one order today. You know, it was very early. I guess I can do it. And so it was just a matter of like remembering, watching other designers going on YouTube. And then my husband actually picked up on it as well because very early on there was this very beautiful thing that we do with roses where we reflex roses. We open the petal. It's really pretty. I did not know how to do it, but my husband did. And so he started designing all the reflex rose arrangements mm. and it just, good at it. <laughs> he, got, <laughs> he got really good at it. I know how to do it now. Artiste with flowers. Yes. So it, it just became, it just, it just kind of came second nature. And then I would, I can, I still learn. I'm still learning. I'm still watching. I work with the best floral designers and I pay attention to what they do and it's probably yeah. you, you you're watching this right and so I know what it's like as a husband to watch somebody go through a journey I remember going you know starting to earn your leisure and watching my work my wife work from the desk mm -hmm. I'm like yo you should stop like seven o'clock she's like no I got work to do and in my mind I'm like no I gotta get her out of this like I gotta make sure we work hard enough to, so she doesn't have to do that mm -hmm. so as you're watching your fiance your wife going through this entrepreneurial journey what is that like for you Cause I know you said you're trading. It's tough. I was gonna say because I I, I I I do well from my desk, and you know, um, it's a lot of hard work. You know, carrying water and buckets and flowers. So we were fortunate enough to get strong enough and a, and a, um, and a, a good enough, a strong, consistent clientele that we hired. So now she may go to the store on a Monday, and she might take our daughter. Uh, but for the most part, the rest is it, it, we have. Luckily, we got staff now. Mm. Uh, so she sometimes has to get you know sometimes i have to go in there when it's just too much but more or less she gets to raise the baby we both get to raise our daughters um, at home and we've been able to get staff so all right so somebody makes the order then you have somebody go pick up the flowers mm -hmm. then they bring the flowers to the to the shop yes then you arrange the flowers mm -hmm. cut the stems all of that stuff mm -hmm. right package it up make it nice mm -hmm. and then you have a delivery service that delivers the flowers. Yes. That's the chain of command, right? So that's like a three-part process. So one person picks up the flowers, another person arranges the flowers, another person delivers the flowers. No. So the same person that picks up the flowers also makes the flowers. So okay. I worked at a shop, that first shop, where they did have somebody that did, we call it the buy, that did the buy, that went and bought the flowers. At this stage in our business, it doesn't make sense, you know, cost-wise to hire somebody to just go and buy the flowers. I did it for a little while and it just was like, mm, if you're working at Old Vine today, you're buying the flowers. So I have my wonderful designer, Ella's 
before I came in, texting me, are these the right tulips? You know, so she's doing the buy. She's going to head to the shop. She's there now, hopefully, <laughs> designing. And then the driver will come and pick up. And then we do like a stagger pickup, like an 11 o'clock pickup, 1130 noon as things are ready. And then they can, they go out that way. So you said you mentioned Jay-Z, Beyonce, Valentino, and all the different people. <laughs> so um, two questions. How are you able to scale up to that? How do the people, how do you get on that radar? And what's the bulk of your business? Is it regular people ordering or is it like those type of parties and, mm -hmm. you know, special arrangements? So before the pandemic, um, we did our numbers and we were 84% events. So 84% events, 84% events. So, um, I don't know if they do a lot of Hennessy events out here in, in yeah. New York, but yeah. in LA, yeah, we know some people that just do them themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Um, but Hennessy is a client and they have, um, a budget for flowers, right? So when they do their dinners, they always have beautiful arrangements that put arrangements on the bar and cocktail area, um, on the table. So we would have like sometimes three Hennessy dinners a week. Right. And then on top of that, if Nike is doing an event and, you know, if Netflix is having a premiere and when, you know, right before the pandemic, I mean, we were rolling, right? Everything was just kind of like fun and popping. Or that's how it felt. And 84% um, events. And then when the pandemic hit, everything gets shut down and we had to pivot. And so our pivot was, look, we make beautiful arrangements that you can send to your mom because you can't see her because you're isolated or you're, you know, not able to take your wife on vacation this year, but you're gonna send her $2,000 worth of flowers because that's how much it would cost to take her to Cabo. So we've been able to convince people to do that, right? The other thing is, and to use us, and then it's really word of mouth. And it's also, I believe, a very, very big part of our success is supporting black business. People want to support black business. If they find out that I'm black owned, they almost certainly are gonna buy from me if they're looking to buy from a black owned company or if they were gonna buy somewhere else, but they find out I'm black owned, they're like, oh no, I wanna spend my money you know, with a black owned business, a woman owned business. And they're not necessarily black people doing this exclusively, right? It's also corporations that wanna say, hey, we're supporting this black owned business. So that's allowed us to get some of these corporate dollars in because of their like very pointed need or want to support black-owned, woman-owned small businesses. Is, is there a number, like as far as a corporate budget for like for floral arrangements, is there like an average that corporations will pay to have a type of arrangement like that? <sighs> you know what? It really I feel depends. Like a lot of the the thing about it is, I feel like a lot of people call with their number. Okay. Like it's yeah. not like I feel like a lot of our clients are like, I want to I want to spend six hundred dollars, and that's it. Okay. Or I want to spend a thousand dollars. I want to spend two thousand. It more more or less it works that way. Than people searching online to spend a hundred in, in, in the way our business runs. Yeah. So people typically call us with a budget. Yeah. And we work from that budget. You know? right. so, so if I, I'm calling, I'm like, I got three thousand dollars to spend, yeah. and then you tell me what I can yeah. get with the three thousand. Yeah. Okay, and three thousand is usually, you know, for a small event. Um, arrangements, I would say we're in the luxury floral business, right? So we're not one eight hundred flowers. We're not Conroy's. You're not getting you know, something from Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, although I love Whole Foods and Trader Joe's flowers. I tell people all the time, like, if you just need something really quickly, go to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. So in the luxury business, you're not only paying for this 
roses, you're paying for these beautifully designed specialty roses that we're going to assure you are going to last and be like, wow. So most people know that they're going to spend upwards of 150 I would say that. And then you kind of like go from there. $150? Yeah. And up. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. So like if I wanted to throw a dope party or a wedding mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm Beyonce. <laughs> no object. You don't have to say how much Beyonce spent. I'm just using her as an example. How much is that? How much is an extravagant vibe? Well, I'll say this. I did a baby shower recently. Beautiful. Um, I believe the groom was an NBA player. And they probably spent 15K. 15,000. Yeah. And it was gorgeous. It was really nice. Like white roses all over the place. White. It was a baby shower. So they wanted pinks and blues and baby's breath and Long gardens. I mean, it was wow. It was wow. But a Beyonce, because of their, you know, where they are, they may spend 40000 40, 60. Just I mean, the hanging like chandeliers rock, that like you see at nation. their Rock Nation party. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's did, like you, another. You did like, the Rock Nation party? We did not do Rock Nation. Honestly, that is another. I'm speaking in existence. Like, <laughs> I got here just like I got to Oprah. We have been trying to get Rock Nation. There was a pandemic, so I understand. It only makes sense. <laughs> you gotta do it. The thing about L.A. is that um, I just was saying this a couple months ago. I was in L.A. and it was a Wednesday and we were at some party. I forget. And I was telling my friend, I'm like, L.A. is a place where every single day. There's a party, yeah. and there's parties for. Did they just make up a reason? <laughs> it's like I was saying, they celebrate everything. <laughs> yeah, every day's a week is something. It's something. We get all these invites, and I'm like, this. I'm like, it's Monday. It's, it's too, Monday. Yeah. Yo, every day, every day, it's, <laughs> it's a it's true. a premiere. It's, it's a an true. exclusive <laughs> event. It's a and it's a vibe, and it's in yeah. Beverly Hills and a yeah. mansion party. Yeah, and then there's thirty of them going on. Like all, all of my friends will be at, at different places in the city celebrating, having just as much That's fun true. as the other, and we don't run into to each other but we'll see you tomorrow it's a it's one of those cities it's it's you know it's back thank god so it's definitely back that's yeah, a yeah. fact i mean we love going there <laughs> um, I'm so, so one, one of the things is that you you have the brick and mortar mm-hmm. but yeah. you have the delivery and so i'm assuming that most deliveries happen in like i guess it would be the tri-state but like in the la location yeah, yeah. so la la is is Right hub, but then we will deliver to what you would call the South Bay. So like Palos Verdes, Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, like the beach cities will deliver there. We'll deliver to the Valley, Van Nuys, Burbank, uh, Porter Ranch, Calabasas. We'll deliver, you know, to the IE, right? Pomona, if you need us to, you know, it's all we'll we'll make it happen. You you brought up one other thing. Um, You said if you want to get flowers. You said you can go to some other places on, on a daily, right? Like so, like weekly as part of our supermarket shopping, mm-hmm. flowers come with that. Okay. And so I'm wondering if there is a subscription. There is. There is a subscription, so there you is. can they can actually have it every week then. Yes. Yeah, so okay. one of our um, very favorite clients is Angela Rye. So she gets a weekly Shout delivery, and she's been extremely supportive of my business. Um, we met because we were hired to do flowers. I think for two events that she had. And um, then she kind of circled back because she wanted plants. So we also do plants. So we can, you you know, Mm -hmm. it's something that we got into during the pandemic because so many people were spending time in the house and they want air purifying plants or they just wanted like a a plant pet just for, you know, something to do, like water this thing (laughs) once a day. It did something today. And so (laughs) we really got into like the plant business. And so we put a bunch of bird of paradise and, um, 
Angela's backyard and we've done plants throughout her home and we do weekly weekly subscriptions with her. So all right. What is the best flower? Like because flowers die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so when somebody's looking to buy flowers, what should they be buying? That's a good question. It's really, it's interesting. It's it's really, I think, your aesthetic and just know that it's not going to last, right? The flower is dead when you bought it. Once it's clipped, it's it's dead. It's just how long can it stay in that beautiful yeah. space that it's in right now. So I would say, you know, shockingly enough, people love sunflowers, but sunflowers last like two to three days and they're gone. Same with hydrangea. Tulips last a really long time. You mentioned tulips. Tulips last a really long time. I love tulips because they also continue to grow. It's so weird. If you cut a tulip and you put it in water and put it like maybe under a ledge in like two days, it would have hit the the top of the ledge because or the, like the shelf because they the stem continues to grow in the water. Just, you know, fun fact. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like being a flower nerd right now. But yeah, it just you just should know that the flower is going to be there for like five days and then you have to find yeah, it. Definitely flower. depends if you somebody... Like me, like I like our, I run on AC. Like the house is always kind of chilly. That's not good for most flowers. Yeah. If you if you got a dark, you know, Orchids some people have, have homes and high rises that don't get sunlight. That's not good. So it's it's your aesthetic too. Like if you don't have a lot of lighting, we might recommend succulents or something like that. But it's yes, yeah, it's, it's how your house is set up too. And, and this is so you're only in LA. We're only in LA. So we created this fragrance, which we haven't talked about yet. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> because we are only in LA. We've tried to branch out. We actually went and did some, um, we, we checked out some spaces in Oakland because Oakland is like, do you guys spend a lot of time in Oakland? No, we went been there a few times. Twice. It's, twice. It is really changing. I mean, I grew up like not being able to get off the BART train on like certain stations, like certain BART stations, like you got to pass through Oakland. Um, and now Oakland is just kind of this, there's just a new feeling. It's like Brooklyn. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we were looking to expand into the Bay. We looked at some locations in Oakland and it just didn't make sense because at the end of the day, I hate to say it, part of the effect of the success, and I don't hate to say it because I, I kind of do, but it, it's true. Is us, right? And so it's like we can't be in Oakland and in L.A. and in New York, even though we would like to. So it's like how do we recreate what Old Vine is in L.A. without actually being there? So, so I think that's what. Yeah. So that's the inspiration for Old Vine fragrances? That was the, that was the inspiration for Old Vine fragrance. Um, we wanted a way to kind of ship our flowers to people that weren't in LA, weren't in the LA area. And we also got approached by someone from Fermanish, which is the world's like premier scent maker. So they make all the beautiful scents that you smell from the Gucci's, the Tom Ford's, the Chanel's, all that. They have the noses. And the noses are these basically chemists. Like mad scientists. Oh, like actual people's noses. People's noses. Yeah. But they're yeah, like they third generation, generation noses. noses. Third generation noses. So yeah. they they study the art of it's like olfactory. They can like extract. <laughs> they can take an extract and out of, out of caviar, freeze it at like whatever degree Celsius, steam it, and like extract something from that. Like they go to that level just for one, and they mix all these things. They've been doing it for like 200 years. 
Fermanish. Fermanish. So they, I mean, the things they do is like you, your mind can't even comprehend how they create scents. Yeah. It's, it's so scientific. Yeah, so, we, can, can, we went to Egypt and got educated on it. Um, <laughs> they was they was actually telling us that um, the Parisians mm-hmm. um, stole everything from Egypt, and they was like the Egyptian um, scents is more natural. Wow. Than the Parisians is more- money. It comes with a lot of questions. How do I save? Where should I invest? Can I build wealth to pass on? It's hard to know where to get the answers. That's why the people at Fidelity do what they do. They make it easier for you to get information to make better money decisions. They've got articles and videos, tips and apps, and insights and perspectives that can make planning, saving, and investing less stressful. And when you want to talk it through, there's a real person on the other end with real answers. Helping people is what they do. And as a part of their $250 million Invest in My Education initiative, Fidelity is supporting eligible students from underserved communities in the Boston, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Raleigh, Durham areas by combining scholarships with ongoing assistance, mentorship, and better paths to post-graduation employment. Want to learn more? Visit fidelity.com slash blackwealth. More chemicals involved, but they was like, it was a whole story that they gave us, but they were saying when the Europeans came to Egypt, they pretty much took everything and they brought it back. So he was like, even a lot of the scents that are famous from Paris actually come from Egypt. Wow. There's a whole, it's a whole. No, it's, it's a very, I'm just learning what I know so far about scent making and the noses. And obviously, you know, France is known for this, this industry. This is where, you know, you go, but, Hey, that makes perfect sense. Can you can you talk about the process? Because I know you said you want people to have the sense, yeah. Even if they come in the store, can you talk about the process of incorporating like your story into the scent? Because I know that's a process too. It is a process. So we worked with this amazing company um, called Crossover to help develop the story, the brand story for Olvine Fragrance, and I wanted to kind of go back to my roots from the Bay. And I wanted to feel like I was back home. I wanted to be reminded of like the low fog, the water, the golden hills. Wanted to be reminded of my grandmother and her like putting on her perfume for church and kind of that whole thing. And so I feel like we got that. So our scent is called Meadow Bloom and it has my grandmother's favorite flowers, Orchid. So it has vanilla orchid. I love vanilla. It's sweet. And um, water lily, lily of the valley. And we have two candles, find your zen and bridal bouquet. And find your zen is more woodsy, oaky. It has basil and bridal bouquet. That's the one with the lily of the valley. Because lily of the valley is a very popular flower that um, classically is supposed to be in every bride's bouquet. And then these noses, like they got it. Like the scents are incredible. Amazing. So you, so you sat down with them. You tell them what you want. Mm-hmm. They put together a concoction mm-hmm. of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a, a fragrance. Yep. You trademark that. Yeah. Yeah. You were in charge of the trademark. <laughs> <laughs> did it right. Trademark for sure. And we were initially supposed to go to France and do it all in person, but but the pandemic. pandemic, So we ended up having to work with the noses and a lot of shipping. And that was a nightmare because of um, 
the all distribution the chain was all messed up, all though, and everything was coming from everywhere. We created the package, bottles, same glass maker as Baccarat. We picked the paper. We, you know, we, they had to send us the paper so we could fill it and look at the colors. I mean, we did everything when it came to packaging mm-hmm. um, that would reflect this this luxury fragrance. So, so how, how, do you, how long how, was the process to do all that? Over a year. Yeah, it was about a year. So, like, because the reason why I asked about the trademark, because, you know, they have, like, Tom Ford, but they always have knockoff mm-hmm. um, of the same fragrance. So when you trademark it, you you have, like, a pattern on the smell, on the... on the. No. You have a pattern on, like... A pattern on the on the on the on, old wine bottle. Old bottle. But on the, the bottle. smell, which is why... So basically, which is why they can kind of recreate the scent, because it's very hard to patent a scent. Mm. They could do something a little different, but it'll still smell the same. Okay. It's mm-hmm. it's that's that's the complication. I'm sure there is something out of respect. Maybe these larger brands, they're not going to make a scent that smells similar. But um, if you there's like a you know like Sheen or Fashion Nova, right? There's like Sheen and Fashion Novas of the fragrance world, and there's really nothing. You can do about it. So from a marketing standpoint, obviously you have the, the, the brick and mortar, but for the fragrance, how are we marketing that? Is it in stores or is it like online only? Or do you see it like, hey, we're going to have it in Sephora one day? So fra- this this world, this fragrance world that we've gotten ourselves into, it's very interesting. So as you can imagine, it's very gate kept, right? Yeah. Like the cost for entry and all the things, it ain't easy. So basically what we started doing was calling smaller boutiques, smaller um brick and mortars that we felt like we were aligned with and trying to get just a few wholesale, right? 10, 12, and just see how it does. And we actually came on with a store called Beauty Bees. um, And it's a black owned, um, like beauty supply, but elevated in the Valley. Um, And her name is, um, well, she's Chris Middleton's sister. We're all like the basketball players, right? <laughs> um, Small fraternity. So her name. So yeah. So her name is Brian. So she got us into her story. So that was awesome. But we've been. We've tried to call. You know, just on the phones. Like we're a new company. We're black owned. We're small business. It's we work with Fermanish, and it's not. You know what I mean? It's just you're trying to knock right on all these doors going to a larger store like sephora and ulta it sounds good right it sounds good but are they once we get on the shelf is it going to sell are they going to push us are are people especially at our price point going to say oh i want to get this not compared and then compare it to something over here that might be a little cheaper maybe they've heard of oh no instead i'll go with that so that gets a little tricky especially if they don't do um if they don't like Pay up front. What is that? Well, it's diff- well, it's uh, it's. Uh, we're trying to keep it ours, not so much ex- exclusive, but a high quality. And when you go to those companies, because they buy in so much bulk, all of the margins come down. So you're really trying to sell a ton of fragrance just to make you know mm-hmm. a fraction of what you could even possibly make. But you know, some people that's their mentality because they can basically kick back and let everything just load on the shelves and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then some people, if you believe in your product and want to keep it kind of like an, a, a little bit more exclusive, which I believe that's the route we're trying to go. So yeah. I, when y'all was sitting down and trying to create the profit margins, because fragrances, they range, right? Like yeah. you could buy Creed and that's almost a thousand dollars. You could buy Ralph Lauren, 
right? And that could be like a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. So like when you're creating it, obviously it's still a liquid, mm -hmm. right? Obviously you're paying for packaging and all those Everything's things. And Everything's paid. Everything, <laughs> it gets rolled into the price. Yes. And so how did you create the profit margins and say, all right, this is the price point we need to be at? So uh, it was two part. Um, we worked with someone that is in the business and they know kind of this is the price that people will pay and then this is the price where people get uncomfortable, but they'll pay. And then this is the price where, it, it, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> the so, <no> <laughs> so we we decided to, to the, price. Uh, Nadia. Yeah, Nadia and Tanil. So we decided to put it where we felt comfortable that people would pay for a luxury item. But we don't want to make them, you know, say, I can't do it. It's just how, how much is it? So we're at 230 and you get a four ounce. A little less than yeah. four ounces. It's perfume, not cologne. It's, right? it's an EDP, Oude Parfum. What? And it's for men and women. And we may have some for you guys. What's E? What's, what's, uh, <laughs> that makes us exclusive. <laughs> what's, what's EDP? So EDP is um, the uh, concentration. So it's strong. Oh so, oh, so it's not perfume or cologne? No, it's, it's, it's Oude Parfum. So it's um I don't know what's the difference between an EDT. It's a unisex. Because uh, it's EDT. EDT is a oude toilette. So that's what we're talking about. So you could call it cologne if you want. I could call it perfume. But it's technically an EDP or an EDT. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it is um, unisex. Yeah. It's unisex. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. <laughs> I know it's a lot. It's so much. I'm listen. I'm. We're both learning all of this. We're like, what do we get ourselves into? Well, the thing, the thing, <laughs> thing that I like about you know, we interviewed uh, a restaurant owner from Baltimore early on our journey. Shout out to Derek, and he was talking about you know they always say the average millionaire has seven streams of income, mm -hmm. and a lot of times people get discouraged because they think that's like seven jobs or seven different businesses, but really. You just have to focus on one thing and then have multiple streams from there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, the flower seems like that's the main yeah. thing, but now you have plants. Yeah. That's another division of that, right? Now you have the perfume. Mm -hmm. That's another division of that. So you can do consulting. Mm -hmm. You can, you know. And so the other thing is our candles. The candles are the thing candles, we can't candles, enough. Candles. Like, I don't care if we get a thousand candles, they're gone. Yeah. So yeah. the candles are outpacing everything. Mm -hmm. Like our candles, we cannot keep enough candles. I was getting, I, I, want, I want to talk about the candles too, but yeah. guys, I keep on. Yeah, no, so it's like, yeah, so now it's all in line of one and you can yeah. actually use one to sell another. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, loyal customers that might be buying flowers, you can somehow weave in the fragrance mm -hmm. as part of that and now they might start buying the fragrance yeah. because they're already familiar with your brand. Mm -hmm. And we candles. have apparel. My husband created mm -hmm. some hoodies and hats and <laughs> hotcakes too. Yeah. And people like to Instagram, like his boys will like, you know, post. They're not gonna post flowers necessarily, but they will post they will post not? their their Yeah, and even yeah. we were just in uh, Miami at the World Fragrance Conference and that was one of the things that they were they were saying. This is like the biggest fragrance conference in the world. But they were like most like even like a Tom Ford, they were like, really, a lot of these people make the most of their money off one of their fragrances, not the nine that are out. They're like, mm -hmm. one of them is the one that just goes. Yeah. But they, keep, you know, they want to keep it new and keep to keep new things out and things coming out. But usually it's like one or two of the of, of all of those things that are really making, you know, making the sales. Yeah, so you said you went to the, the conference in Miami and obviously, you know, the floral business. 
when you get to these places, how many people do you see that look like us? And what keeps you encouraged to keep going, even when you don't? Because I'm assuming there's not too many people that look like us in these, these it was businesses. Like one. No. It was Chris, Chris Collins. So Chris Collins, he's based out of New York. Um, he actually was a really famous uh, supermodel for um, a long time with Ralph Lauren. He has a, a fragrance called The World of Chris Collins. He's in Sephora. Worked yeah. really hard. He has like over 10 cents, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so we were on a panel together um, and we were like the fresh faces as a way to show the industry, you know, we need to diversify. You need to, and we're coming. you know, be open-minded. These are the fresh faces. These are the new fragrance makers. This is what they look like. But outside of us. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really France. It was, yeah. it was, it was very, I felt like yeah. the majority was, was people from France. Yeah. Yeah. But they showed a lot of love. I, I felt we were very well respected. I felt like they highlighted us. You know, we were in, in a lot of different things, and I felt like they were doing their best to showcase us. I really do feel like that. How, how cost-intensive is, is the fragrant business? Obviously, when you're dealing with plants, you're buying wholesale. Mm -hmm. This one, you can't. So, like, if somebody's trying to say, like, you know what? This sounds really inspiring. I want to try something. Like, how how cost-intensive or cash-intensive is it? This is expensive. I mean... It's expensive. You need about a, at least a half million dollars to do it right, where you're not stressing out. Yeah. Mm. And I would say a, at least. a proper consultant. So we had a consultant that walked us, like held our hand through this whole process. We would not have been able so to. So like what, what's that. some of the steps that you need? Well, this woman, is she's, she's done this for so many people, and a lot of people are really successful. Like they're on at Saks and Neiman's right now. So one of the blessings that we had is we didn't have to, we had somebody that wanted to partner us that knew the, all the ins and outs. Like these are the bottle makers in France that you want or in Italy that you want. Or in China. These three. Yeah. Or you can get the, the expensive things or you can get the same type of thing in China. And these are the people that I recommend. This is the kind of paper you want, you want with this kind of product. You know, you don't want to get, you know, it's like every single thing. Your logo should be metallic because it's going to come off of the pearl. She knew everything. So we were able to get like the best crash course that I don't even know how we got it. So and for us, it was like, contacts. yeah, we these, don't know these, these were all of her like, contacts because she wanted. This is someone that was around back when Itika was at the flower shop before Old Vine. And she kind of peeped Itika's whole journey through Old Vine and she contacted us. So we were just fortunate enough to have someone that's in this industry, like literally walk us to the well. So we didn't have to bump our head. We didn't have to second guess because had had we not had her, we wouldn't it would have been almost impossible to do. Yeah, we would not have known where to start. And we certainly wouldn't have had a, wouldn't have had a uh, relationship with Fermanish. Yeah. yeah. So how the candles? What's the candle situation looking like? The candles are doing well. So we're, I mean, people love candles, right? People love candles. You walk into any man's house, any woman's house, it you know, smells good. You have them in the bathroom. I was just at my girlfriend's house this morning. I lit her candles. I was like, yeah. she had a candle called Harlem. I was like, and they're hot. <laughs> they're high end. I mean, yeah. the candles, we sold thousands, and thousands they, of candles. They, and like the candles are, they do really like, well. People, people really love the candles. Gifts, candles are great. Gifts, candles, um, and our candles have a smell. Like when you smell our candle, it doesn't have to be lit. It could, we could literally open the box and you, the whole room, you'll just, what is that? So it's a, it's a great candle. It's a you great buying candle. the candles uh, wholesale too? We, are we selling them wholesale? No, you're buying them wholesale. Like how do you buy candles? So no, we make our candles. We, we make, make the candles. Yeah. So we selected the scent just like we did with the EDP. We have to select the wax. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, natural soy, all that stuff. We colored our wax. So one wax, the bridal bouquet's wax is rose. The finder's in wax is sage. We selected the bottle. Do we want white, matte, um, clear, black, glass? You know, it's every single unit. So then we have to buy units, 500, 1,000, 5,000. I mean, it's yeah, just so, so much fragrance, to it. I mean, you're talking about drums of the wax show up from yeah. France, drums. So we can pour, you know, yep. 6,000 candles. So they, you just, they just give you a bucket full of wax. A big drum. You're, who's making it? You? We have a manufacturer in California. Oh. And they pour it. They so mix it. it they, have, they, yeah. they have all of our bottles with our logo. They're all just stacked up there. So if we want to place an order for 2,000 candles, they'll be done in like a week and a half. And it goes to the manufacturer. Yes. And they pour it and then they, they package it up. For yes. You, and then they send it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much you sell your candles for? Our candles are 72. So we're up there with like the Le Labos and the Byredos and and those guys. And like I said, we did a little analysis. We're like, this is what, you know, you Market can get Yan- Yankee. <laughs> exactly. You can get a Yankee Doodle candle for 14 from CVS or Dwayne Reed, sure. or you can get, you know, Le Labo for 75. I'm not sure if that's, it might be more than that. So we just, that. we decided that based on the product, we're definitely at in the, you know, 70-ish range. So we went with 72 because it felt like, safe <laughs> 72 yeah. yeah so this i mean that's not, that's three businesses right there mm-hmm. i know you're trading all day we don't really have couples on here too often <laughs> how was that managing all that obviously y'all are, are parents so how was that for you like I, I how often are you seeing you're like this is sounds pretty time consuming no nah, it's uh it's pretty rewarding um like i said our headquarters are at home so a lot of itika's work is on our computer um you know our nanny's there with the baby i'm on my computer and because we're all in downtown, you know, we kind of can jump out and get these things done. So, I mean, man, maybe because I'm older, I, you know, <laughs> yes. I enjoy my family. I ain't in the streets no more. But it's it's actually rewarding. Um, I'm, I'm very thankful that I can see my, my I have an 11 year old son, too, but I can see my kids, you know, spend time with my wife and work and create these businesses at the same time. So it's, it's actually it's great. So we get along. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes <laughs> yeah. sometimes people can't work together, right? It's just what it is. And Brian and I can work we work well together and I think it's because we understand and and respect each other's job, like what the other person brings to the table or what the other person yeah. is good at and what their strength is and then we don't try to get involved. I'm definitely not like a helicopter anything, like I'm not hovering and he doesn't do that either. You know, he might be like, hey, did you send that email? But that's as far as it goes, not like copy me on every email or, you know, kind of thing. So it's just, a, I think we have a lot of respect for each other and it's a blessing to be able to work together and build a business for our family and our kids. And yeah. I feel so grateful that I can work from home and bring my daughter, my, my daughter, seven, our daughter, 17 months old. She comes to the flower shop and she has like her own little station. I'm going to tell the story. Dad, like, threw away her station. So when she got to the flower shop yesterday, she she walked (laughs) over and she had this look of, like, what happened? And I called him. I'm like, babe, you threw away. We had a table up from an event. Itika told me, like, almost, she was like, make sure you throw this table away. But I hadn't been to the shop in a couple weeks. So I went to the shop, 
I was like, let me take all the trash out and let me take this table out. But by that time, my daughter had fell in love with the table. She never, she never really said that. <laughs> I mean, I was like, it's on Instagram. I posted her playing on really, the table. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to I'm like, pretty <laughs> I feel you, bro. Yeah. Very important. So you strike me more as maybe into the numbers? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Is that correct? I'm big time into numbers. And you're more on the creative side? Yes. I I am not. I mean, I can calculate some things, but Brian can it deals with futures and all this other stuff that's not in so how, how many people is on your team? So it's you guys, you have... Matt Bond, he a silent partner or is he involved in it at all? He's involved. He lets us pretty much do, you know, okay. the most of the work. But if if we need him to help promote, he'll be a part of events. He He's a big, you know, he always has ideas or thoughts. You guys should do that, this or that. He's very, you know, creative in, in his own right. So he always comes up with, like, cool concepts. So he's involved. And who, what else? Who else is on your team? We have our designers, our... Um, we have like four to five designers that we work with regularly, like weekly. For the flowers. For the flowers. Very, very talented. Um, and then I have an intern that comes in who's also a designer in her own right. She has her own shop, her own, you know, small operation, but not a shop, um, brick and mortar. But she comes in and she interns. She wants to learn and kind of get experience. And then we have our drivers. And... Um. Yeah. Got out of account. Listen, and then, but Brian deals <laughs> but with... But we're hands-on. We, <laughs> we do a lot of stuff ourselves still. Yeah. I mean, I deliver. If it's a Sunday and nobody will deliver, I deliver. I'm like, okay, I tell Brian, I'm like, watch the baby, I'll be and back. I feel like we still do like the emails. <laughs> we, we do a lot. I send the, out the I send out the weekly emails myself. We have a social media manager. Shout out to our social media manager. She's so excellent. Like, one thing about social media, it's like, it's so necessary, but when it comes to creating content, that's... Like I can like post a cute picture of my baby or me and my husband on date night, but not like content. So she, we have a social media manager that is very vital to the team. So yeah, it, you you, re, you mentioned Rock Nation, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering are there other clients that you have on the wish list that you're like, you know what, I would love to do an event for. What other? We always. I mean, outside of Earn Your Leisure, Rock Nation. We, yeah, we, we right. want the brunch, so we putting it out there. We want the brunch. We want the brunch. Um, we do. We do get. Uh, Jay, uh, Tina knows we get those orders pretty much every year. Uh, the brunch is, is, is I've been putting down the universe for years. Yeah. And just, you know, I really like, um, you know, BET. They use us for their awards. So we've done, we did their um, like celebrity gifting suite this year. And that was cool. Would love to do the awards. I would love to do, you know, the Grammys, the Oscars, the Emmys. You know, you see the red carpet and all the flowers. Like, yeah. that's the that's that's next. So you have the flower business. You have the fragrance business, plants, the candles, candles, apparel, and the, and the merch. Yes, mm-hmm. the merch. Um, what's the like? If you had a, a pie chart of a hundred. Like, what's the percentage breakdown as far as, like, revenue and attention, like, into the whole framework? Well, are we also including your finance? No. No. Just Ovon? Just Ovine. Okay. Ovon, how do I say it? I would say Ovon in a pie chart out of everything that goes out. Florals. I would say... 
thirty percent of it is re- is re- is retained. I'd say everything else goes back. But to how much? Attention. How much attention are we paying to everything? Right. So yeah. like seventy five percent of uh, our energy is fluid. Is fluid. I would say that. Sure. I'm sorry. I'm it's seventy five percent because it's getting us. It is. Does it is like That's demanding the, the most attention? Like my phone sure. is when I check my phone, it's going to be. Flowers. flowers and for I'm going to sure. have to respond. And that's, that's the lead horse. That's the lead horse. For sure. So I would say 75% is florals. I would aim to give more attention to fragrance, but um and I'm and I'm going to start we we worked with a great PR team the past couple months and so I've kind of like been a little less um, hands on because I've kind of let them take the lead, but um, we're I'm going to have to get back on there. Um, so I definitely would like to spend more time with fragrance, but right now I would say 75% is florals, and then the merch kind of sells itself. The but candles. the candles and the fragrance need more time. Are there? I mean, those are five pretty strong verticals. Are there any more verticals that you see down the road that you uh, you know you know we should try to explore that? Yeah, I mean, we've had opportunities for television. Um, like reality show? Yeah, but... Yeah, but just... <laughs> O'Leary of the, of the reality shows. But we have had those opportunities. Um, now, anything that was, I, I guess, positive, we would be, be open to. But we're still just trying to... Well, figure I have out one. That. We, to figure I was out. talking yeah. to a girlfriend. I don't think I mentioned this to you. About... Because <laughs> I'm like... Breaking news. A children's book... <laughs> So ah. we have, I have a very creative girlfriend and we like talk shop about, you know, work and she's in marketing and she's just like, gosh, you should do a children's book with, for Noah with like, and teaching people about flowers because, you know, does that exist? I don't know. But I just thought that would be super cool. We have so many books. We have so many books and she loves her books. Like she goes and grabs books all the time and hands them like to me. I could not believe how many black children's books. There's a lot. Yeah, your daughter's name is Noah? Noah. Noah, yeah. That's one of these names that became a unisex name. Mm-hmm. No H. It's N-O-A. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Noah. Mm-hmm. Noah, yeah. Okay, not like Noah. Yeah, just yeah. Noah. Okay, because somebody else's name Noah. Isn't there a singer? I, I think that's Nora. Nora Jones, maybe. Nora Jones, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I knew you was thinking that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Noah has become popular, though. It's a. It it's, is. It's more I feel like it's popular with the H, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the H, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. a beautiful name. Um. But yeah, children's books. That was that's definitely on my list. We haven't talked about it yet. But. <laughs> so so all right. So seventy five percent of the businesses in flowers. So that's obviously the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But you haven't expanded that. So do you have? So how can you expand that though? Because I feel like my personal opinion. I feel like that's something that can be expanded mm-hmm. and, and could be bigger mm-hmm. if it's already successful. Yeah. Have you thought about that? I think about it every day. I thought about it coming up the stairs <laughs> in the elevator. <laughs> what I'm about too in Los Angeles, and it's it's such a serious thing. There's like, like we're the number one black florist, in my opinion, with number one. But there's there's also like three other florists that are like, you know, the guy that does the Kardashians, and they got a lot of loyalty. Mm-hmm. And it's and 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 then Los Angeles and a lot of people under them. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like everybody's fighting for you know, the big, the biggest business in LA. And I feel like a lot of people are very loyal to these top two or three guys. It's a lot. It's flowers in LA say, are a big business. Away, but I, I feel like there's just a loyalty to a yeah. couple of these huge uh, florists. And a lot of, so for me, how do we expand our business? I would love to get more 
huge, beautiful weddings, right? These weddings that you see on Instagram that are just like, I mean, these people are no price, you know, and we can't necessarily, I haven't been able to really penetrate the wedding market the way that we should. We should have, I tell you this every summer, I'm like, we should have a wedding every weekend. And it's just one of those industries where, A, you have to be able to spend a certain amount of money on flowers for your wedding. And most people, when, when they get that quote, they're like, oh, no, no, we were thinking more like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good on the <laughs> we were thinking more like, and then you're like, okay, you know, so um, I definitely want to figure out how we can penetrate the wedding um, industry in Los Angeles. That's a very big deal for me. And then also, um, like I said, p- penetrating the awards. I would love to do more awards. And when award season, I mean, comes, just go. Um, but I think what when that happens and as it happens, then we're going to grow naturally. We're going to have to hire more full-time employees. We're even going to need a bigger space. And I can't wait. Well, when I was when I was actually thinking expansion, I was actually thinking geographic. I was, yes. I'm thinking, I was so that's expansion. why I was thinking yeah. something where it could become scalable, where all over, all over America, yeah. all over the all over the world. I, I'm thinking on the same lines because I'm thinking right now, like what you just said makes sense, right? Like people are going to be loyal to their florists mm-hmm. and right. Well, what if you go to a different market and now you're the only person? No, I agree. I think well, I think that's part of the intent with the with the flowers and the I mean with the fragrance right. and the candle. They're still really new, so we still have a lot that's coming to to really push and hit all these markets. Whereas they're easier on us to get to everybody. Uh, you get the Ovon experience. You get these, you know, these scents, and I think it's a lot easier. And the other expanding the stores has still always been a dream of it's ours still, to be yeah. in New York and Chicago, mm-hmm. cities that we were very familiar with. Um, but at the same time, we've we're probably three years of really figuring everything out, and mm-hmm. we're, we're only doing better, you know, by the day. Things are getting better and better. Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you work with? Event planners and wedding planners? We do. So we have some really great and loyal event planners that if they're having an event, if they're doing a wedding, they're like use old mine. So that's a big part of all the events that we get. Like they're definitely from these event planners that we've worked with for quite a long time. We get each other. We understand the process. We do well together. Referrals. Yeah. You know Miss Diddy? Of course. Okay. Yeah, I mean they had dinner together. <laughs> no, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, they had. You had. I'm gonna tell. If this is gonna sound spooky, you know, <laughs> like before somebody comes, like I'll check everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Miss Diddy, April 11th, you had dinner together. <laughs> nice. Yes. No. And I know, I know Miss Diddy from years ago. Like, I show Brian a picture of she and I with Kendra in Chicago in like what was that 2000. 14. Y'all look different back then. <laughs> <laughs> you tried it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, but Matt's really good friends with Diddy and um, also Baron Davis, who I'm very good friends with. Diddy, another alumni. Yeah. See, those I mean, all, those are all our guys. Yeah. So, Al Harrington. Uh, those yeah. are, yeah, we. Um, we did all, uh, all this events in Chicago. Yeah. All, when they had All Star in Chicago, we did all, all the for the, yeah. for the Viola. For the Viola. Oh, yeah. So we're very, very close with um, a gentleman named Sharif who works with Al Harrington. So we, um, I mean, it's all, you know. Just networking. It's all networking. It's all using, you know, using your network and everybody helping each other out. No, I mean, it's encouraging. Like (laughs) I said, it sounds like you guys got a lot more room to go. That's always a good thing. You know, especially with the fragrance and the candles. That's something that, you know, can definitely 
that's something that's probably going to be easier to scale. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's not, you don't have, it's not like you have to physically be there. Yeah. To the thing the about flowers, and it's it's so interesting because, like I said, we we went to Oakland and we were looking at spaces and I was trying to do some kind of like analysis of the area, right? So I'm like, okay, we're in Oakland. Who are the main like event planners? Who does events in Oakland? I actually have a relative who does really well in Oakland in the Bay Area, she does events. She started with balloons and then she went like, it just, when balloons started becoming a thing, she got there early. And so I'm looking, but I I think that the piece that LA has that these other areas don't have is the event piece. And like I said, before the pandemic, we were 84% events and we're doing really, really well. And it's just, there's no place like LA for events. That's where I try to say, how are we gonna Uh, New York. New York would be good. Right. And Miami would be good also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was Miami. Smaller Miami would be smaller market. Yeah. New York is probably not as many events, but it's so big yeah. mm-hmm. that there's enough, especially if you get in the corporate space. Yeah. Um so yeah, LA LA is the best. That's the only three places that I really can think of that would like really, really make sense. For the flowers? Yeah. Like from what they do as far as the yeah. events on a consistent basis. Like I know LA, Miami, I know for sure mm-hmm. that'll go crazy. And um New York, you can you can do well in New York too. Yeah, probably. I'm just doubling our list. But we'll also go places and we'll travel for events. So we went okay. to Chicago. We did the um, All Star Weekend in Chicago. For the NBA Wives. So we did the NBA Wives Association. They had a huge event at the W downtown Chicago, and so we did that event. We flew in. It was three degrees. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I, was, I was there for that. That was two years ago, right? It was two, like right right before the pandemic. Yeah, we was there. Yeah, we were there for that. We was there for that. It was yeah. so my cold. Beer was so cold. <laughs> my beer had icicles on it. It's it freezing. So we had a good time though. Yeah, we had a great time. Chicago's a good city. It's just too cold. It's, it's ridiculously cold. But yeah, so we flew in. We did that event. So it's we're not tethered. So we we can't not. You know, it's just a matter of. I understand what you're saying. Because the other thing is, all all cities have a flower mart. Yeah, every like city has a flower. We know the business. We could fly here you know with a two or three people and knock any event out mm-hmm. so you already know what a flower mart is here already mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we know the, there's a flower there's a flower district in new york um we visited obviously the flower mart in oakland mm. chicago has a flower flower mart um so yeah and miami has a huge flower mart because most of the flowers that come internationally come to miami first and then they go all around mm-hmm. so these flowers they, they getting shipped like same day that where, where the flowers grown Everywhere. It's, Everywhere. It's insane. So Holland has a lot of tulips. So there's huge tulip fields in Holland. But there's also a lot of tulips in California. There's a lot of orchids in California. But then orchids also, you know, come from like Asian countries. Um, and then there's a lot of uh, flowers that come from Africa. A lot of um, protea, banksia. There's tropical flowers that come from Africa. Um they, Mexico, Ecuador, that's where a lot of roses are from. They're, I mean... Atlanta might, Atlanta might be a good market also. Yeah. Right, Excellent. So, so, I mean, you're getting the flowers to somewhere, so I'm thinking, like, I know a lot of our earners are probably listening, like, maybe I should be a grower, right? Yeah. Because if you have to buy them from somewhere, mm-hmm. you need somebody to grow them. And it's the, the cost of entry into that is very low, right? You just need soil mm-hmm. and some seeds. But it seems it seemed like it's a monopoly on that, though, right? Because they're probably like huge farms. Huge that, farms. I mean, I just think you would have to learn how to preserve, how to preserve and, That's the and to scale on the, the... I think somebody could wipe out your crop like with one purchase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened during the pandemic. Are, they, these people have been done doing this forever. Mm-hmm. Like when they, you know... It's like a farmer. Yeah. yeah. Like it's kind of hard to just start a mom and pop farm right. when you got, you know, industrial farms with thousands of acres. Mm-hmm. 
the interesting thing is my mom is always talking to me about doing wholesale. She's like, why aren't you wholesaling your own flowers? And I'm like, <laughs> I can't even wrap my mind around that. <laughs> well, <relax. laughs> but, but she's very, very adamant about the fact that I should be a wholesaler and a flower designer. And the wholesalers that I know, I mean, this industry, it's bananas. Like they're like the flowers are coming from here and they're going to the airport and they're getting it. And the wholesale business stuck in Arizona. Those guys be yeah. stressed out day stressed in day out. out. Mm. Like it's it's like wheeling and dealing and because they they, they get they get it from the source. They get it yeah. from the source, but that that stop when it gets to them is stressful. Yeah, because they got to sell all this stuff before it goes bad. It's like Frank, the Lupin. people coming in there negotiating. Yeah, and everybody else got them down the street for it. It's it's it's. It's really stressful for those guys. The good old dollar flower. They are all stressed out. Like I think they're great. I love I love my wholesalers, but they're all stressed out. But then there's so there's new flowers that don't die. Like they last a year. Preserved roses. Yeah, I was that's I was just thinking that. Yeah, that's They uh, yeah. What's the deal with that? What are they putting? The chemicals in those? Obviously. Yes. Yeah. So there is a process, a preservation process. I don't know how they do it, but they preserve these roses. Um, they became popular, I think, because the Kardashians started posting them and then it just became a thing. Um, there are companies, we do them. I don't love to do them because I like working with, with live natural florals, but um, people like them because it's kind of like, I don't have to put water in them. They're not going to die. I'm not going to throw them away. They'll be here for another year or two. They're decorative. Yeah, yeah they're decorative. They're decorative. I ordered, a, I won't say the company, but I, I ordered them and they sit right in the front. You never have to touch yeah. them. Really nice. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, is that if you did, I mean, you said it's rare that you do, but if you did, would that be a situation where that could travel across the country? Because now it's preserved and it could get to New York. Or is it like, you know what, that's too stressful. I'm, I'm not trying to do yeah. it. Brian Tasting is a guy be, that I want yeah, to stress. Yeah, it would have to be the proper packaging. No. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be the I right packaging, right? Yeah. And I just think, um, I mean, we, we, we've visited that a few times. We just never really locked that down, locked down on that. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's also a passion, right? And so it's like, you can do something, but it's like, do you love doing it? Do I love putting these little preserved roses in this box? Not necessarily. So... I'll do it if you want me to, but I'm not gonna ask you to. <laughs> I had a friend of mine who needed <laughs> flowers. <laughs> flowers always come in handy. Yeah. They're always they're 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 the remedy. Yes, from a, a, any type of mistake or celebration. And it's big apparently and decorative and decorative. It's true. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Um, what, what would you like to tell the people before before you leave? Any any new products or what's your website? What's your um, Instagram handles? All that stuff. So our website is oldvineflorals.com. We have hundreds of designs on our site so you can see what we do. Um, obviously, if you want to order, you can order from the website. Um, only delivering to the greater Los Angeles area. <laughs> We're also on social media. All our handles are at Old Vine Florals. If you're ever in DTLA, we're at 132 West 7th Street. We're in the Fashion District in downtown LA, and we're just two blocks from the Flower Mart. And we are working on some new scents, some new candles. Yeah. We're really loving the response that we're getting with our candles and our EDP, yeah, Old Vine yeah. Fragrance. Yeah, Old Vine Fragrance. Old Vine is the website. And um, on all socials, it's at Old Vine Fragrance. 
There you have it, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, guys. Thank nah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Good. When you're in L.A. We will be there. We coming by the store. Please. We coming. Please. Get an assortment. <laughs> get we'll get all our Bruin friends together. It'll be a little reunion. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Troy, housekeeping items? Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Shout out to all our earners on EYL University. Shout out to everyone out there supporting our merch. You know, the growth has been tremendous. So shout out to all y'all. Uh, thank you for rocking with us. Yes, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> F- a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Earners, what's going on? Listen, EYLU is relaunching, revamping, retooling. That's right, we're creating a new educational experience that's more expansive. Shari, tell me what we got. Yes, 2023. We got a lot in store, a lot planned for you guys. So you know that EYLU already includes monthly financial planning calls with me, book club calls with Troy, real estate calls with MG, the mortgage guy, access to the home buying blueprint, volume one and volume two. Part of the revamp will include 27 local chapters from across the United States, live interactive teaching, hands-on, not just pre-recorded videos, plus 15 brand new curriculums. The biggest just got bigger. Head over to EYLUniversity.com. That's E-Y-L-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. See you there.